0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Patty. Hey, guys. Today, we have a special episode for you. We're going to talk about something very important that we've never talked about before, which is surprising because it is important. And the topic is shadow work, what it is, and how exactly we go about doing it. So what... Came to mind just a moment ago before shooting this podcast is a lyric from a rock and roll song by the band Disturbed, and one of the lyrics is "Sometimes the darkness." I w- don't worry, I won't sing. She, <laughs> she cringed there. She was, she was like, "Is he going to sing on this podcast?" I almost did, but I'll spare you guys, even though I'm pretty good.
1: No, <laughs> no. no, it's the worst. It's decent.
0: It's it's the worst. I love
1: you, but it's the worst. Yeah.
0: Well. Anyways. I won't do it. But the (laughs) lyric, the lyric is sometimes the darkness can show you the light. And that's sort of the essence of shadow work. In fact, the way I look at light work is I see that as synonymous with shadow work.
1: Of course, of course it is. It's like yin and yang. You can't have the light without the dark. Yeah.
0: I, I see it as like the same thing though. I feel like, in order to increase the light on the planet, within ourselves, within our being, in our consciousness, it's about confronting and releasing the darkness that we hold. Yes. It's not a matter of creating or, you know, like conjuring up more or, you know, creating more light. It's about removing the darkness, obscuring the light that's already present.
1: Right. Well... I don't see it as the same thing, but it's exactly what you said though. Yeah. It's all
0: semantics. It's just the way I'm framing it for yeah. people. And basically the whole theme is to encourage you guys. Something that we've been doing for a long time is to embrace the shadow, embrace the healing process. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I know for me, when I first woke up, I, it was all about love and light and the new world and, uh, all these, all these exciting things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, but the name of the game right now is what I had to kind of come to terms with is healing. Mm-hmm. It's like, we we're not really in the new world yet. We're not, we're not in this like perfectly balanced, harmonious, high vibe, 5d reality yet. We have a lot of work to do and we came to do the work and that's the thing. Um, And as we do the work, then we allow more light in. But this has all been sort of abstract and vague, I realize. So essentially, the way I would look at shadow work is to take advantage of the transformation process that you're all going through and allow yourself, which requires courage to confront, not confront in like a bumping up against, but rather allow yourself to look at what your life is trying to show you. And a lot of what life is trying to show us now is aspects within our consciousness that is heavy and out of harmony with our our purest vibrational state of being. And shadow work is sort of the way that you can go about doing that. And when you can really embrace the healing process, you can heal very quickly because that is the theme right now. When you kind of roll with what's going on, Then you can get a lot of healing done in a very short span of time and then as a result you you can you can embody a much higher vibe state a much in a higher vibe state really just implies a a state of joy a state of connection with your higher self and your spirit a state of just inner harmony inner balance inner peace and happiness all around and at least the way i found to do that is by by looking at the shadow and dealing with it (laughs) yeah yeah. So, anyways, that's sort of the essence of what it is. So what I will go ahead now and do is sort of share with you guys like how we do this. Okay, Vic, we, we understand the shadow work. <laughs> what do you do? How does one perform shadow work? You might be wondering. And the nice thing is there is no one way to do it, but we're gonna share with you some insights that we've learned along the way. So the one thing that we that we both first started talking about when we were talking about this topic was we always are asking why meaning what i mean by that is that life is always showing you in your own the way your life is unfolding uh reflections of your shadow all the problems all the all the the challenging relationships the 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 challenging circumstances the things that are not working in your life those are all literally just physical reflections and manifestations of that inner shadow. So rather than look at the world and and feel sort of a victim to the fluctuations of what happens to us, we look at it as everything happening to us is happening from us. It's, it's an extension of our own selves. So we always ask, why? Why am I dealing with this challenging personality in this relationship? Why am I dealing with this? Why did I create this challenge why did i create this illness why did i fall and slip my knee why would i have created that for myself so we're always asking why right Mm -hmm.
1: i also ask what too like i don't just ask why i ask what i i just will ask questions like what does this represent what is this trying to bring out what does this mean in like not so literal terms you know like Mm because it's always it may come the work may need to get done but it's not coming out very clear so so asking who you know what why those questions will help bring clarity as to what the shadow is you know trying to show you
0: yeah yeah and this is sort of a this is a like a polar opposite of i would say our natural tendency, which is to kind of complain and resist. Mm. Like if I'm driving to an important interview and I get a flat tire, God, why? This is such bullshit. You know, we go into resistance, mm-hmm. but the, we don't do this perfectly, but we are, I would say are infinitely better than we used to be in the mm-hmm. past. We used to always complain and play the victim. a lot of our lives, but now it's we, a, no, we both did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mostly you. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But, it, but the, the way to look at it is like, why would I have manifested a flat tire? And then I could already sort of assume, maybe I'm afraid. Maybe I'm afraid I won't get the job. and Or maybe I'm afraid of the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Why am I afraid of the responsibility? Was there something that happened when I was younger where I had a lot of responsibility that I sort of fumbled the ball and messed it up? And now I don't want to recreate that experience. So the point is, we are very very powerful manifestors Mm -hmm. and when we manifest when when we we act out of resistance and victimhood then we just bring about a whole bunch of other problems that are even more severe because we're not getting the point but when we can use that same co-creative power and say why did i create this then you can start getting the insights you start diving into yourself and you start attracting synchronicity and just everything you need to kind of help bring clarity to why you created that and usually once you discover why you you're doing that it's the reason behind it is illogical and you see it as such and then you just stop doing it naturally but to get that clarity requires taking responsibility yeah right
1: mm-hmm. yeah i was just thinking um, don't start asking your partner when shit is hitting the fan. Why did why? you create this? Tell you exactly why. Because it's super annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just focus on yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. She hates when I do that. And I try not to, because it's super annoying to me. Yeah, but we can because easily. now
1: I started doing it to him and he doesn't like it as much. No,
0: no one likes it because we can always see other people's patterns pretty clear as day. So when yeah. I can see when Patty's struggling with something, I, it, in my mind, it's like, oh my goodness, do you not see, do you not understand why you're doing this or whatever? And yeah, vice but versa.
1: The reason is because w- the person that's going through the experience is kind of lost in the shadow that's what you know so that's why it's more challenging for for you you know me to see the reality of the situation whereas like you know you can look at it from an outside perspective having no attachment emotionally to whatever it is that I'm experiencing you can say oh well that's what it is like I don't know why she doesn't you know look at that but a lot of times it's because there's a deeper meaning as well
0: yeah so we both have learned to for the for the most part we've gotten a lot better at not doing that like for 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 many years probably when you were sort of manifesting your shadow we'll say it would drive me crazy and i'll tell you why it would drive me crazy because it reminded me of my own shadow and vice versa but now i'd say we're a lot better at letting each other sort of process through our things because we have gone through so much ourselves that I've developed more of a compassion and, like, an understanding. Like, you know what? She puts up with my shadow on Tuesday, so I'm going (laughs) to chill out on on Wednesday because I was a basket case just yesterday. Yeah,
1: that's what's been pretty fortunate for us is that most of the time, we aren't experiencing the deep shadow work at the same time. We're both, Yeah. yeah, it kind of comes in waves for each of us and, like, you know, I might be experiencing something for a few days and then I'll you know, heal from that or release that shadow. And then you kind of go through your own thing or the other yeah. way around. It's, it's perfect harmony. It's, it's all perfect.
0: And it, it, that, that sort of our pat, our situation, mm-hmm. but it might not be it's, the case for and everybody, it's but it's not always, perfect. always
1: the case for us no. either, but it's usually the case probably for
0: the sake of the children, huh? Honestly. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I think so. Cause yeah. I don't think, you know, depending on what it is that needs to be released
0: <laughs> yeah, two shadowy parents does not make for happy kids. No. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we kind of went off a little bit there, but um the main thing we wanted to initially emphasize is to and and maybe the hardest thing and yet the literally the foundation for all shadow work is taking responsibility for all areas of your life, for all the problems, all the stress, everything. And when you do that, and I'm not saying it's easy, some things really seem like a load of BS that life dealt you. But when you look at it from that perspective, then you can very quickly learn the spiritual lessons f- from these situations, heal the shadow, and then move forward in your life and in your awakening and in your, just your own spiritual and soul's evolution. Mm-hmm. Number two, just a little word of the wise, and that is to focus on what life is showing you, what's relevant, meaning the, the shadow is, is deep. The, mm-hmm. the the unconsciousness that we harbor is ridiculously huge and complex, and it's almost like an endless pit, and <laughs> it doesn't really help us practically um, to just go diving aimlessly into our shadow. You'll find stuff to heal, yes, yeah. but if it's not necessarily relevant to like where you're at in your journey, then you're just going. It, it's like it, because it's endless, it's almost futile. You're just going to be more. You might heal a bunch of stuff, but they're just there's so much of the shadow, it's almost pointless. But fortunately, through synchronicity and through our life, we're always sort of shown the next relevant thing, the next thing that's ripe for healing, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right, and it also cre- it creates a more effortless experience if you do it that way. If you go into your shadow trying to like, I'm going to heal my deep inner child and it's going to be great and I'm going to be this new person when I come out. Well, the deep inner child didn't get hurt in one day. So that's going to take years of healing, yeah. you know, or months depending. Or lifetimes. Yeah, lifetimes depending. But um, if you follow the synchronicity, then you can kind of go in and you can say, okay, what is this? What is this representing for me? Why is this happening? Whatever you want to ask yourself, and then you can go into that, and it the universe will work with you because you're saying, hey. I see you. I see you. I feel you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that, and the universe says, "Okay, let's work. Let's get this shit done." Right, right.
0: (laughs) And one thing I've noticed is that the the shadow work that presents itself in the moment usually, almost always correlates and is is in sync with what you're gonna do next in your Mm -hmm. life. For example, and for when I was gonna do uh, when I had the idea, I was gonna start running retreats a lot of my social anxiety came up to the surface. A lot of my nerves about being around people, stuff I thought I dealt with, it came up in full force. So that was like the relevant stuff to deal with because that next step for me was, well, I'm going to be around people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to get rid of this now. I could heal, you know, three lifetimes ago when I was stabbed by a best friend, but that's not really going to be, it's not going to help me in this next step of my life. So right. Life is always going to show you the not only the next Thing that's going to be the easiest, more effortless way to release, but also it's going to be perfectly timed with where your soul's heading.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which, by the way, I forgot to mention, guys, at the beginning of the podcast that we are, we are, we have opened the doors to our very last retreat of 2019 in Sedona. It's going to take place August 24th through the 27th, and currently there are five spots left. But it literally, me and Patty, we're going to do we were going to do. A, we like a ton of retreats because they're so powerful mm-hmm. people get so much out of them and they're so awesome and fun for us. But we realize with just our family and yeah. how much energy they take out of us that we can't do nearly as many as we um, had, had wanted to do. Right. So I was going to do like, you know, five, six, eight a year, but we're going to maybe limit it to like three or four. So this will be our last Sedona one of the entire year. If you guys are interested in doing that, then you can just email me at elevate retreats. 1111 at gmail.com for more information. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Number three is understand the, let's see what I write here, the heavy layers and be patient. And I wrote down we try because we're not always patient. My, my point is there there are many layers to our issues, which is why you guys have probably already experienced this where you you might have a, an epic um, insight and epiphany and release in per- pertaining to something, some kind of big fundamental thing within yourself that's been, you know, you've been carrying around, and then you might be flustered and annoyed when six months later, those same emotion, that same theme, it just comes back up again in full force and it's playing out. It's because there, it's like an onion. There are many layers to these issues we're working through, and the the key is to just kind of be patient.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just allow it to happen you know, because if you want to really fully heal, you got to get all the deep wounds. And sometimes it comes out and it's more intense. And you're like, well, I just dealt with this. Why is this even more intense right now, six months or a year later? Well, it's because the deeper the shadow goes, the more intense the healing. So the process of the healing is much more uh, challenging at times, yeah. because there's a lot of things that you, you maybe you don't remember or you know that are or things that you've pushed down for years that are coming back out, so yeah, just be patient with yourselves. <laughs>
0: Yeah, an analogy came to mind that I don't know if it fits perfectly now that I think about it. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> okay. Because a lot of people I think will, out of out of impatience, will want to get to the bottom of it. But it reminds me of when I went to Rhythmia in Costa Rica. This The owner, Jerry, he explained how the ayahuasca works. The ayahuasca basically is an accelerated way of doing shadow work. Yeah. And he said that you got to go in there with an intention. So just like you guys, I want to, you, it's good to have an intention. I want to heal this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said sometimes the ayahuasca will kind of give you the impression that there are so many things that you need to experience and understand and heal before you're able to really resolve that, that exact intention you want. And he had this way of showing it on a diagram, like these little like rings, these like little connected rings, almost like a necklace or something. And you can't go from one end of the necklace to the other end of the necklace. You have to go through each and every individual link. And sometimes mm-hmm. our shadow work is like that. Yeah. Like people uh, say, I would say.
1: I would say most of the time it's like that because it's all relevant, you know. So like, you know, climbing up a staircase, you know, it's kind of like that.
0: Yeah. That's why it's so important to really focus on just the next step and not worry about the whole, the whole journey. Right. Like a lot of people real quick will reach out and say, Victor, how do I deal with my anxiety? How do I deal with my fear? Mm-hmm. It's like well that's such a complex thing and for one I can't answer that obviously but it's probably a series of healings you'll need to go through in order to fully you know release all of that anxiety right. or all of that fear. I have I still have some anxiety and some fear so mm-hmm. I mean I'm still working at it but
1: Yeah, I'm perfect just so you know. I would say the main thing <laughs> is to
0: like a word of the wise is not to get so frustrated with yourself. It's a lot of, in the beginning I used to think like I must have been mistaken for one. I must not have healed the way I thought. If, if yeah. something's coming up, and yeah. I or I regressed, I made a wrong move. And it's neither. It's no, actually it's good. All you're just going deeper.
1: Yeah, it's all perfect. The whole every everything that you're doing, even if it feels challenging or feels uncomfortable, it's all perfect. And know that um, it's all for a divine, more divine. It's more divinely planned out than we our minds can even fathom.
0: Yeah. That's the nice thing about the shadow work is that we don't have to really make it so much of like this topic of study and mastery. It's more about just look at what life is showing you and trust that's what you need to be looking at right now. Look at it with open eyes though, and look at it with honesty and an open heart and an open heart. And if you can do that, then the shadow work can happen very smoothly. Mm -hmm. I think The reason that I feel like the energies are speeding up and there's less of a need to manifest our shadow so much in the physical if we can look at what's going on uh, honestly and openly. Meaning, like if we are ignoring what life is showing us, ignoring the shadow aspects manifesting... Then they're going to continue to manifest. They're going to continue to escalate into bigger and bigger and more obvious reflections, which can be unpleasant. Mm-hmm. But if we can just look at, it, oh, I stub my toe. Why did I stub my toe? You don't have to maybe get that neurotic with it, but little things, little hiccups. Look at them and say why, because that could be a, that's probably a message for you. And if you look at it right away, then you don't have to you know fall and break your break your leg or something. <laughs> what you don't you don't agree?
1: No, I do agree. I, I agree with what you're saying. I just think it's funny that you chose the... a little bit, a little bit
0: graphic of <laughs> necessarily graphic way of putting if it. You, out there. If
1: you if you don't look at why you stubbed your toe, you're gonna fall and break your leg. No, I was more. No, I, was, I know. I'm teasing. No, no, I, I, was, I know. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was more <laughs>
0: trying. It was it was my my my, my message was initial was meant to be more upbeat, meaning like in the past, like looking out throughout human history people were collectively way more unconscious and as a result i think had to have harsher experiences because it just they weren't we weren't able to glean the lessons so much but now we're much more um we manifest our energies out there in the world faster and we're much more aware and more conscious and more self-aware and so we can we don't again we can sort of learn a lot from little hiccups in our life Mm -hmm. without needing big manifestations or big bad things to happen anymore. We're moving out of that Mm -hmm. collectively. So that's what I was trying to say.
1: Okay. Perfect. You got it? Mm -hmm. I was kidding.
0: (laughs) Number four is more of a practical hack for dealing with the shadow. (laughs) It's to act upon synchronicity. And what I mean is that sometimes when there's a big aspect of your shadow that's ripe for healing, you'll find yourself simultaneously naturally excited about some type of healing modality like remember when you were like ah like i want to do reiki
1: Remember? yeah yep yeah it's just like that and it, the the reiki kind of came out of nowhere too it was like it, it didn't it, it made sense but it was like huh that's kind of weird i've never really thought about doing reiki but I, it was like yeah that was your yeah. That was for yeah. for me. I and mean, that's
0: not to say everyone should do Reiki. It's right. That for you in that moment on your journey, Reiki was the best thing that you're that would align with your belief system that would give you the healing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah,
1: and it was also for me that to get more specific, it was not just because I'm not certified. I'm just attuned, which means I can do Reiki, but I can't charge people for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, basically, but so I use it on the kids and stuff and I'll use it on the dog and I use it on you and myself and it's like just that healing energy that you can put out and it just helps, you know, yeah. the family. So that's, if that's all that it's, I'm using it for, it's perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's just one example. I'll give another one. So I would say back in 2015 like or 16, I literally woke up one morning with this strong knowing that I should get a past life regression Mm -hmm. prior to that. I didn't really know much about them. I had heard of them and I kind of understood what they, what, what was involved, but I just felt like I gotta, I gotta do this. So I looked it up online and I found a QHHT practitioner that was real close to me and I got in like the next week. And for me, it was so helpful. It was like just this amazing, just profound healing experience. Um, but again that's not that's not to say you should all do this it's that you need to i followed my synchronicity, right. followed my intuition it at could, that time it was perfect
1: right it could just be something as simple as like healing your physical body like changing your diet or you know getting a massage it could be something very simple like that that's going to lead you to a situation that's going to bring out what needs to come out you know it, it's just that's why it's important to follow the synchronicities cuz because they might not always be as big as like a past life regression. Okay. You know, you go to a past life regression, you're going to get some healing work done. You go to a Reiki person, you're going to get some healing work done, but it doesn't always have to be that like exact of a healing modality. It can be something very simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, this happens to a lot of people. It's sort of not so much shadow work, but it's an example of following the synchronicity without expectation. So I noticed when I was coaching people, helping them try to find their purpose, they would, they would feel naturally, naturally excited about something. Like, I'm going to take this course about, uh, you know, breath work, and it's so exciting to me. And they would take the course, and what they would learn from that is that the breath work is not really for them. They would realize, I don't like the breath work. But in, in, in going down and following that without expectation, it would spin them off into something else that, mm-hmm. that was more accurately in harmony with what their true desires were. But that was like a necessary stepping stone. So yeah. healing can be like that, too. You just right. follow the trail of excitement. And whether it leads you to a QHHT session or a series of little mini things that seem to have no significance until you look look back after the fact... It's about following your synchronicity.
1: Right. And when the synchronicities don't pan out the way the mind thinks that they should, it's all that does create shadow work. Because usually then you're like, oh, well, man, why? Why didn't that work out now? What do I do? Right. You know, so then you're left asking more questions, which also helps do the shadow work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We could go. We could talk about this a lot, actually, about following the intuition and the examples that come to mind. But I think people understand Mm -hmm. for our purpose here. Um, And now we'll go into like what we do primarily for our shadow work. And I also want to highlight for number five that we do shadow work regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, We we sort of embraced the healing process going on within us, and we found something that works beautifully for us, and we do it quite often. But what we're going to share is not something as a suggestion. Again, this is what works for us. You might have your own thing. But what we do is plant medicine. We do ayahuasca a lot. Yeah. We do it. I do it like once a month. You do it at least once a month.
1: Yeah. My goal to, was this year to do it just once a month at, on average. So I'm already above that, but yeah. it's okay. And for most people, that's like considered <clears throat> quite
0: a bit, and that's yeah. not necessary.
1: And that, the only reason <clears throat> that I. Drink the medicine that often is because of the path that I'm going to be on with the medicine. So, um, You, I have a friend who drinks the medicine and then she'll be like, I'm just, I'm not ready for another sit yet. Maybe, maybe in a couple of months I might be ready, you know, and, and that's what works for her because that's what she goes in for specifically just to do shadow work. You know, I'm, I'm doing shadow work, but I'm also establishing a connection with plants and spirits. So it's different for me.
0: Yeah. And I would just say like out of all the different types of shadow work I have done, which have been many for me. The ayahuasca in particular is like the most effective. It's it's like the epitome of yeah. deep accelerated shadow work. Yeah,
1: and I because it's a it's a conscious spirit, so she knows like what's in there that yeah. your conscious mind is not aware of. Right. So you can she kind of goes in and she's like, oh yeah, I see all this here. Yeah. I mean, you have this intention, but. We get, we can deal with that, but we got all this other stuff that we got to, we got to, you know, be, make into your awareness, bring into your awareness. Sorry. Right. It's very early and I'm still kind of sleepy, so sorry. I apologize if I'm not being, making sense, but, um, but yeah, and that's that's, it's, it's a very quick, fast way to experience a lot, but that's also why for some people, ayahuasca is not super pleasant because she's doing a lot of shadow work in four to six hours, you know? Right. And that's, that's, it, it's an, it can be a very intense experience for people.
0: Yeah. And it probably would have been overly intense for us maybe earlier in our journey where we've been on the path and we we're very, we become a lot more comfortable with facing our shadow yeah. and being like, present with it and and letting it sort of unfold whereas in the past we were in much more resistance and the ayahuasca would have been maybe more of a might not have been as effective might have been more unpleasant and just stressful yeah now we can kind of go in there and let go and and just let this healing sort of go on
1: right yeah like I, i remember when we were younger and um we we were taking mushrooms sometimes and um, I did a lot of deep healing work with that plant medicine as well. Me too. Um, but the difference for me was that it was much more allowing of what's current in my life. It was almost like it was not, it was getting the deep things out, but it wasn't like a big slap in the face of like, you've got all this shit. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't so
0: overwhelming. Yes,
1: yeah. exactly. And, um, Yeah. I, I, it's just the, a different plant, so it's different spirit, and ayahuasca is more like a mother or grandmother, they call her, you know, like a grandmother's like hard on the child, so the child will get strong. Yeah. And that's sort of the, the way that the ayahuasca works with your shadow. She's like, okay, you got to see this now. Let's go. Right. We're building you up, but you're going to get broken down first. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like mushrooms is more like, here, this is what I need to show you. And then you're kind of going on into the... Into that experience, right? So, not to get like all sorry, we could easily
0: (laughs) just drift. I know for hours about this topic. We're such fans of it, but anyway, the the main point of number five is that we do shadow work regularly. Yeah, we don't like it's not some sort of scheduled in thing, but it almost is. Mm -hmm. And this could be for you guys. It could be like I go to Bikram yoga regularly, or I go to I do a meditation retreat once in a while, or I go out into nature with my notebook once a month for like 3 hours and just stare off and, and inquire within myself it could be anything yeah but when life is so busy and we get so backed up and so many things come up so quickly i find that in order to keep the pace with the acceleration going on within our own evolution and within the planet it's it's like crucial to <laughs> to give to really take the shadow work seriously in whatever way you choose to do it
1: Excuse me. Sorry, I just sneezed. Um, also, you know, plant medicine is not the only way to do shadow work. It's not the only way that I do shadow work.
0: No, exactly. You know,
1: um, it just, that for me is the most uh, relevant at this point in my life. But... Um, I certainly is not, my shadow work is not excluded to only working with plant medicine to, deal, to heal.
0: No, same here. I had a QHHT session yesterday, in fact, yeah. for the same exact purpose, right. sort of following my own advice. It was synchronistic, it felt, I felt guided, and it gave me exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, my friend, listen, that's about all I think we have for the day. I hope that you have a greater understanding of shadow work. And honestly, I'll leave you with this. I know, I think like the idea of shadow work is like a drag. Like, I just want to get to the light, man. I want to get to the good stuff. But I have found that shadow work is, again, synonymous with the self-discovery process. And every time you face an aspect of your shadow and you release it, you you rediscover some aspect, some light within yourself. And it's so amazing when you do that it's like the, the byproduct of healing it's exciting it's worth it and it's a it's a beautiful life we have here of continued growth and unfoldment so i don't think at least for me like uh going back to my uh, recent ayahuasca experience i was left feeling so in such a state of gratitude for the shadow work for mm-hmm. this lifetime of discovery because it's so It's so surprising, and it's so exciting, and it's so healing, and it's so invigorating, and it's just—it's actually shadow work is is an amazing thing. It's an amazing opportunity that our soul has to come here now, when there's such a a unique type of energy that's allowing us to shift ourselves at such a rapid rate. It's a huge, huge opportunity, and not only that, but it's like it's—it's a really neat experience to go through so much growth in such a short span of time and really go from the darkness as Bashar says and explode into the light it's uh it's one heck of a ride man i i feel i try to stay grateful for it and not look at it as some gloomy shadow work it's not yeah. to me anymore it used to be Well it not. is
1: hard when you're in it not to not look at it in a negative way. It is hard because um, sometimes the shadow work lasts for more than a, a couple hours. You know, sometimes yeah. it lasts for a week or a month if you're really getting in there. Um, or if you're fighting it, you know, if, you, if you're if you fighting the shadow, then it, it tends to last a bit longer. Right. But... Um, but yeah, I I don't know where I was going with that. I got distracted by the cough. yeah.
0: I can hear the kids, so we're gonna bounce you guys. I hope you enjoyed this again. So there's five spots currently left within our Sedona retreat. At the, at the retreat, we do shadow work actually. We do like a group mm-hmm. shadow work, which was extremely powerful. Yeah. Um. Anyways, if you want information about that, it's Elevate Retreats 1111 at gmail.com. Just hit me up and say hey, I'd like some information. And we can we can let you know what the deal is. Yeah,
1: and, and also I wanted to mention that I am holding a women's only retreat. I know I mentioned it before on the podcast, and if you're interested in that, it's going to be in October um, of this year as well. But that and that will be like the final. Right, but and it's women's, women's only. only one. Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: Sorry, guys. <laughs> come with me.
1: Yeah, and you can just message me on Facebook at Patty Papa or on Instagram. Cool, cool. P A T T I E. Good
0: morning, Luke. What's up, buddy? You want to say doing? hi?
1: You want to say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's Master Lucas. We're going to get him some breakfast. High five.
1: He's already dressed for the day, too. Yeah. Up top. The reason why I'm not watching is
0: because I'm going to have to. Hold on. Oh, he oh, has his, his first field that.
1: trip today, so he's really oh, excited. Exciting. Yeah. And I'm going to have to wear something that
0: I can put a T-shirt on. Yeah.
1: Okay. He has a special shirt he's and wearing. I'm That's why he's it's a blue shirt. Very nice. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right, my friends. Well, we got some family stuff to attend to. You guys have an amazing week and an amazing day. It's been fun hanging out. We wish you guys nothing but the best. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste. Love you all. Peace. Bye.
1: <laughs>